so Father, we give you thanks in moments like these where we're not sure what's happening or what's going on, but what we do know is that you are good all the time and that your mercy never fails. That you are faithful from generation to generation. That you surround us, that you comfort us, that you love us, that you're with us. So God, this morning, fill our houses with your presence. We need you, Father. We look to you. We know you have something to say. And so we're listening. But Father, as I speak this morning, use me however you want to use me. Let your words be my words. Speak through me, Father. Thank you for your peace surrounding us this morning and for your healing and for your comfort. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, praise and worship team. Wow. So I, you could, I just, I did not know that last Sunday I would be speaking to an empty room, but speaking to a bunch of people in their homes. But it's wonderful. I, I was saying this yesterday on um, on Facebook when I was uh, telling everyone about the church online. I was saying, how wonderful is God that 30 years ago, had this happened, we would, I don't know what we would have done. But that he makes a way he goes ahead of us. He goes before us. He makes a way when there's no way. And that's amazing. I have a word this morning, a word of encouragement. I know that there's been a lot of change. That um, just in a week alone, it seemed like day by day, we were things that were changing on the regular. And, and so the first thing that... Uh, happens. We have schools shutting down and then the numbers were dropping as who could gather and um, businesses were shutting down. Just a lot of change. And you know what? As humans, we don't do well with change. We don't really like change that much. And so we think, okay, you know, we're, what do I, you know, we think, okay, we've got one thing. This is, this is how we're going. This is the way we're going. And then all of a sudden it changes again. Okay. So we go and, and it just, it, what happens is we kind of get into unrest a bit and we're not sure exactly what is solid? What is firm? What, what can I grasp? And I believe that God gave me this word this morning to say, I know something that I can tell you this morning that does not change. God does not change. God doesn't change. He's the same. He's the same. He's always the same. And so in this time where we're not sure what happens, what comes next, I don't know what comes next. I know that we're in a good season. I know that God is good and I know that he turns everything around for good. I know that he's working, but it's still a lot of change. But when we look to God, he does not change. And so I'm going to, he, he gave me some points to give to us this morning to remind ourselves in the middle of us moving forward and not knowing what's next that we have something that we can hold on to that is not going to change. And so the first thing is this. God is not afraid and he is not surprised. He's, he's not up in heaven freaking out. 
He's not looking down like, I did not see this coming. <laughs> this was not on my, Jesus, did you know this was happening? Jesus is like, no, I, no, this is not happening. And he's not afraid. He's on his throne. I'm going to read to you from uh, Psalms 97. It says, for you are the King God, the most high God over all the earth. You are exalted above every supernatural power. He's over everything. He is on his throne. He's over every supernatural power, every principality, every virus. God is over it all. He's got a plan. He knows what he's doing. He does not fall off his throne. This did not knock him off his throne. Revelations 1.17 says, When I saw him, I fell down at his feet as good as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, and I heard his reassuring voice saying, Don't yield to fear. I am the beginning, and I am the end. I, I'm, I'm at the beginning, and I'm at the end. You don't need to fear, because I'm also at the end. Isaiah 46.10 says, declaring the end and the result from the beginning. And from the ancient times, the things which have not yet been done, saying, my purpose, this is God, my purpose will be established and I will do all that pleases me and fulfills my purpose. I will do it all. I will be the end. I will be at the beginning. I'm at the first. I'm the last. And I will do my purpose and I will do what pleases me. It's like that song that we sing, I can't think of the name of it, but uh, Waymaker. Even though I can't see him, he's moving. Even though I can't see him, he's working. He's doing something. And, and that's, that's a for sure thing. He's working, he's moving, you can hold on to that. The second thing is, God is for me. Psalms 56 verse nine says, then my enemies will turn back in the day when I call. This I know that God is for me. This I know, this is for sure. God is for me. He is not against me, he's for me. Revelations 8 verse 31 says, what then shall we say to all these things? If God is for us, who can be successful against us? Oh, things may try to come against us, but God is for me. They won't succeed. God is for me. He's for me. He's got my back. The other thing is God is concerned about me. Look at this verse, Romans 8, 28. And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and his purpose. You see, he says, deeply concerned. That doesn't mean he's worried. He's not worrying like, oh no, what's gonna happen to them? What's gonna happen to Megan? What's gonna happen? No, it means he's concerned. It means that he's carrying me in his heart. That, that he's watching me day to day. He's, he has great concern for me. And then it says anything bad though, he takes and he turns around for good. So this virus, 
is not good. It's not a good thing. It's not from God. It didn't come from God. I can, I, that's an assured thing. It did not come from God. But what I can promise you is that he will take every situation that was meant for evil, anything that was meant for bad and turn it around for good. Why? Because he's concerned about me. God sees me. That's another thing you can know right now. God sees you. Wherever you are, he sees you. You may be sitting with your family. You may be sitting with just your animals. You may be sitting alone. He sees you. He's with you. Psalms 33 verse 18 says, The eyes of the Lord are upon even the weakest worshipers who love him. Those who wait in hope and expectation for the strong, steady love of God. He says his eyes are upon you. He sees you right now. Psalms 139 verse 2 says, You perceive every moment of my heart and soul, and you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. He sees you. He knows you. He knows your heart. He knows your thoughts. He knows what you're thinking. He sees you. Think about that sometimes when, when, when the chaos is going all around the world and, and, and you're sitting there and you can feel alone. I want you to know He sees you. He sees you. The next one is this, He is faithful to me. Hebrews 10, 23 says, Let us seize and hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is reliable and trustworthy and faithful. Reliable, trust, you can put your trust in him. He is reliable every time. He is faithful all the time. That he is, that, that he is true all the time. That never changes. You can go to him every single time and every single time he will be faithful. It doesn't change in these kinds of situations. It stays and he remains the same that when I come to you, I know that you are steady, you are sure, you are faithful, your promises are yes and amen. He doesn't give up, he doesn't back, he doesn't back down, he is faithful, he shows up every time. 2 Timothy 2.13 says, but even if we are faithless, He's, he will still be full of faith, for he never wavers in his faithfulness to us. How good is that? Number three, something that you can carry with you in the weeks ahead, God wins every time. This is not the battle that he loses. He wins every time. Isaiah 42, 13 says, The Lord will go forth like a warrior. He will stir up his zeal like a man of war. He will shut out, yes, he will raise a war cry. He will prevail mightily against his enemies. Every story in the Bible, every book, where people came to him and put their trust in him, he sustained them, he showed up, he delivered every single time. Every single time. It doesn't change today. Today's not the day where he just doesn't show up and just doesn't deliver us he, because he's the same, because he's faithful every time. He shows up. 
It's not, it's not God versus the devil. It's not good, good God, the, the good guy, and then devil, bad villain. It's not superhero comics. It, it, there's, not a, there's not a war that goes on between God and the devil. You know why? Because God already won. He already has the victory. The enemy has already been defeated. So there's not a war that's going on between God and the enemy because God already won. He already has the victory. He already has the victory. The next one is number four. I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. We'll say that in the coming days to yourself. I will not be afraid. Remind yourself of this. John 14 verse one says, do not let your heart be troubled, afraid or cowardly. Believe confidently in God and trust in him. Have faith, hold on to, rely on and keep going. Believe also in me. He says, don't, don't let your heart, don't let your heart get troubled. Don't be afraid. That the media, you'll see a lot of things going on in the media and, and people are afraid. I will not be afraid. You'll see things on the news. But God's saying, don't, don't panic. Don't get into a frenzy. Yes, in times like this, we prepare. We prepare, we use wisdom. You know, I went and bought groceries. I'll tell you a story though. I went and got groceries. I picked up a bunch of groceries, enough that I normally do for a week or so. And I picked up some groceries. I came home and uh, you know, things were changing. And so Jarrett and I were talking and, and he's, you know, saying, oh, you know, now this is, I don't remember what it was, but you know, this has moved now and, and now they've changed this. And I, I came down the stairs and I said to him, and I just that day brought home groceries. I came down the stairs and I said, why do I have the sudden urge to go back to the grocery store and buy a ton of groceries. Like all of a sudden, you, you, if you don't watch yourself, you get into panic. I need to panic. I, I need to go buy stuff. And here's another thing. In times like these, um, when, when, when there is panic going on around you or, or things are unsure, this is not the time to make long-term decisions. Don't make long-term decisions. Make short-term, day-by-day choices. Don't make big, monumental decisions. This is not the time. Romans 8.25 says, But if we hope for what we do not see, we will wait eagerly for it with patience and composure. Composure. It means keep, that means not panicking. Keeping your cool, keeping your composure. Psalms 94, 19 says, whenever my busy thoughts were out of control, the soothing comfort of your presence calmed me down and overwhelms me with delight. So how do you keep your composure? You get into the presence of God. Listen, I, I, I had my moment too, where I'm like, what's happening? A week ago, I was like, ah, 
You know, it's just something that's going on in the world. We've seen it before. We've seen other viruses before. We've seen this before. But then as stuff started to unfold, it was like, wait a sec. And I, I had my moment where I felt unsure, I felt uneasy. And maybe if I were to admit it, I maybe got into a little bit of panic. But when I went into the presence of God, that's where your perspective begins to change. It's that place where you begin to see, oh yeah, he takes every situation and turns it around for good. So I may be looking at crazy, wild, this looks bad right now. But I know good's coming. I see it. I can see it. Good's coming. And that is the place where you go into the presence of God. So I challenge you this week, if things begin to look unsure, what you do is you run to the presence of God. You go into the presence of God. And you know what? He's never, it doesn't shock him. Remember we read ahead where it's, or we read before where it said, he knows your every thought before you think it. So he's not shocked by you saying, God, I feel afraid. God, I'm scared. I need you to comfort me. I need you to give me a word. I need some, I need your presence to bring me peace. So whenever you feel panic, this is what you do. You go to the presence of God. Philippians 4 verse 8 says, Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable, admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. So when things this week seem to look grim, maybe you've been laid off or you, you don't know your business has been closed or, or you don't know what's coming next or maybe you're out there working right now and, and you're not sure what this means for you. Center your mind on these things. Look for things to be thankful for. Look for things to give God praise. Stay positive. Keep your heart centered on these things. Hebrews 6.19 says, This hope, this confident assurance, we have as an anchor of the soul. It cannot slip and it cannot break down under whatever pressure bears upon it a safe and steadfast hope that enters within the veil of the heavenly temple, the most holy place in which the very presence of God dwells. He says, this is the hope that we have. Jesus is the hope that we have, that we can go to our heavenly father knowing that he changes not, that he is faithful all the time. That we can go and we, in, in uncertain circumstances where we don't know what's going on, that we can place our hope in Him. And no matter how big the circumstance is, no matter how big it gets, we have this as an anchor. And it can take all kinds of pressure. It doesn't move. It never moves. So the waves will come. The boat will rock. But, but you don't have to be moved. 
because we have this hope. You know, Jesus, this is how Jesus was able to sleep in the bottom of a boat in the middle of a storm. There's a story in the Bible that says, um, Jesus said to the disciples, let's go over to the other side. And the disciples all got in a boat and Jesus went down and I guess he had a long day. And so he went and had a nap while the disciples were up and a storm came and the storm was, it was a bad storm. It was brutal. And so the boat's rocking, the waves are coming in, the wind is ripping around them and the disciples, they become terrified that they're going to die. They are, they're terrified. And so they're looking around for Jesus. They can't find him. So they go down to the bottom of the boat and there's Jesus sleeping, having a rest. Everyone else around them, around him, thinks that they're dying and Jesus is sleeping. And Jesus, they wake him up and they're like, do you not even care about us? And so Jesus wakes up, he calms the storm, but he says this to them, why has fear gripped you? Why have you let fear grip you? Jesus was with them. Guys, Jesus is with you. He's with you. But I want you to know why Jesus was able to sleep in the middle of a storm. One, because he knew who his father was. He knew who God was. He knew that his father was faithful. He knew that his father never changes. He knew that his father took care of him. He knew that his father was concerned about him. He knew that his father saw him. And then in the middle, of a storm, of a boat rocking, of the wind raging. He could stay asleep because he knew that God saw him right where he was. And it's the same for you. That in the middle of a virus, in the middle of a storm raging all the way around us, God sees you. And you can stay asleep in the middle of a storm. You can sleep tonight. There are some that are not able to sleep that you have got so much anxiety over this. I want you to hear me right now. God sees you. You can sleep. You can have peace in the middle of the storm. And I pray that over you right now. That those who have had sleepless nights, that have had anxiety grip them, like Jesus said to the disciples, why has fear gripped you? I want you to know that right now, standing right beside you is Jesus. And he is speaking peace over you. He is declaring peace over you. And so I declare it over you now. I speak peace over you. When things seem unsettled and unsteady, I declare peace over you. Peace over your mind, peace over your heart, peace over your body, peace over your family. In Jesus' name, peace. Oh, well, look at this. John 14, verse 27 says, peace. This is what Jesus said. He goes, peace I leave with you. My perfect peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. 
Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. So the peace, he, he says, I'm giving you my peace, not the peace that the world gives, not the peace that the world has. What's the peace that the world has? The peace that the world has is the kind of peace that says, when I have my job that I need, when all my finances are secure, when all my family is good to go, when everything is covered and seems steady and secure, that's the world's kind of peace. And you see right now, the world's kind of peace is rattled. It's unsure. Nobody knows what's going on all over the world. And so Jesus shows up in this moment and he says, my peace I give to you. Not the peace the world has, my peace. And he, and he says at the end of the verse, this is what the peace does. It says, it'll keep you calm in every circumstance, but not just calm, it gives you courage and strength for every challenge. So that no matter what you're going through, you can remain calm, but it also gives you courage and strength for us to go through. This is the peace that Jesus left for you. Grab a hold of it. Grab a hold of it. This is yours. This is what he left us. And number five, and the last one is this. I will not spread, excuse me, I will spread faith. I will not spread fear. I will spread faith. Because even more contagious than the virus is the spirit of fear. And that's what you see spreading. That's what we guard our hearts against. Again, we're alert. We're aware. First Peter 5 verse 8 says, be sober, well-balanced and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. That enemy of yours, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. He's saying, be, be alert. So that, that's what we're doing. We're aware. We know what's going on. We're listening to what the government is saying. We're doing those things. We're, you know, um, closing ourselves. We're, do, we're being aware, but we're not losing our heads over it. And then verse nine goes on to say, but resist him, be firm in your faith. So when the enemy comes to taunt you, to get you into panic, to get you into fear, to scare you, to do all those things, he says, be, resist him and be firm in your faith against his attack, rooted, established, and immovable, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world, you do not suffer alone. I have, this, this verse takes on new meaning. <laughs> Everyone around the world is suffering the exact same thing. You don't do it alone. So be firm in your faith. So stand strong, be immovable, spread faith fear. There's others going around. They need your voice. Second Timothy 1 verse 7 says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We talked about this last week. God's voice never sounds like fear. 
It never sounds like shame, we said, and it never sounds like fear. It is never him talking if it sounds like fear. This is how you know. What does his voice sound like? Power, love, and a sound mind. I've got you, I'm holding you, you've got this, you've got the victory. That's what his voice sounds like. Peace I leave with you, you've got peace. Rest in me, come to my presence. That's what his voice sounds like. Power, love, and a sound mind, it does not sound like fear. This is the time that we check in on each other. This is the time that we use creative ways to be community. FaceTime each other, text each other, call each other, see how everyone's doing. This is not the time that we draw away from each other. This is how we draw together. Make sure, how's your mental health doing? Really? The enemy always tries to isolate. So we, we push on. Yeah, we can't get together in each other's homes, but God's provided a way just like right now for me to be able to contact you. So, so reach out, do everything that you can to reach out, check on each other, see how everyone's doing. Do you need me to pray for you? Do you need a word of encouragement? Do you just need somebody to talk to? We're the body of Christ. Now is our time. Now is your time. They don't just need a pastor, guys. They need the church to wake up, to rise up and be the church. What a time. This is real. The church is not a building. We are the church and the world is looking for the church. Look at this, Matthew 5. Verse 15, it's in the message. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be the light. Bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Okay, well, Let's not keep open house right now. <laughs> but be generous with your lives. Keep open lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, the generous Father in heaven. So you say, when you open up your life, it causes people to open up their life to God. This is your time to shine. This is your time to be a beacon of hope. Another verse in Philippians 2 verse 4 says, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. I know that even when things are, we don't even know what happens after this. Do I have a job after this? We don't know. 
I, I prompt you to this is be open to sharing your lives with others. Look for other people's interests. Don't be selfish. Because in this moment, in darkness, people are looking for the ones that are shining. It's your time to shine. It's your time to shine. Proclaim the goodness of God. Tell them that we will see the goodness of God in the land of the living because we know it. We know that we're going to see the goodness of God in this. We are carrying the hope, the good news of the gospel. We've got the good news. It's time to shine. And so this is what God said to me. As I was wrapping up my message, he said it like this. Tell them this. Just right now, as I am proclaiming to you hope, as I'm spreading faith to you right now, I'm telling you what the Word of God says. He gave me this example. You know when you go to Tim Hortons or you go to Starbucks and you order your coffee and you pull up and you get to the window and the, the worker reaches out, passes you coffee, and then they say, the car ahead of you got it. They paid for it. And what do they say? Pay it forward. And it's the best feeling. You're like, yes, you know? Someone got it. Well, just right now, as I'm spreading hope to you and faith, God says, take your it. Take your it. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. It's time to be spreaders of light and hope because it's our time to shine. I'm going to read this over you and that team can come. Isaiah 46, verse 3 says this. Listen to me, O Jacob's tribes and the remnant of Israel. This is God speaking to you. This is a promise for you. You never had to carry me, but I have carried you from birth. I supported you from the moment you left the womb. Even as you grow old and your hair turns gray, I will keep carrying you. I am your maker and your caregiver. I will carry you and I will be your savior. To whom can compare me? the incomparable God. As I close, I want you to know this. Nobody compares to our God. And he is carrying you from young to old. He is your maker. He is your caregiver. And he is your savior. And through all of this, he is carrying you. So Father, I just thank you that you are our hope, that you are, you are our anchor. And when everything else is shifting sand, you're the solid rock on what we stand, on whom we can stand. You're our sureness. And so, Father, 
forgive us in the moments that we got into panic, that we got into fear. For when we got into fear, we took our eyes off of you. But we look to you. And we know that you are holding us in the palm of your hand, surrounding us, and you are with us. And your peace is in us. is in us. Thank you, Father. And in the days ahead, you are with us. Amen. I bless you. I love you guys. I, I don't know what the days ahead look like, but I know that they're good and it's going to be good and you're going to be good. So I think we'll continue with online church. We'll see how it all goes, um, but we'll keep you posted on Facebook. Adam? Thank God. Thank God for that message. It's, that message is all about Jesus and God and the hope that a life with him encompasses and as you heard the words that Pastor Megan spoke and you don't know who Jesus is there's an invitation that you can receive right now the free gift of salvation that you might have walked away, you might have heard about Jesus and you said, ah, that's not for me. But God says it's for, it's for everyone. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, in verse eight, sorry, verse seven, Or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. So, if you don't know Jesus and you're saying in your heart right now that I'm in need of a savior, we wanna pray with you and inherit the peace and the hope that Pastor Megan was talking about. So if that's you, pray this with me. Dear God, I'm in need of a savior. I believe that you died for my sins and you rose again in victory over death. And because I believe in that, I am saved and you call me your own. I thank you that the Holy Spirit 
is speaking now to hearts. To every heart that heard that word. That it's never too late to turn towards Jesus. And that in hopeless times, he is the source that we need. And so Heavenly Father, whoever prayed that prayer for the first time, I ask that you'd bless them mightily. Show them the life that you have for them. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that for the first time, tell someone. Put it in the chat. Message us on Facebook. Call the front office. We want to connect with you. It's a, it's a wonderful free gift that you have now with Jesus. I just want to remind you that the front office is closed during the week until further notice. If you need anything, you can reach out to us through Facebook, the website, or calling the church. Again, 306-763-4411. And remember, tomorrow we're doing a prayer service at 6 p.m. We want you to join with us in praying for our country, our city, our leaders, and, and just praying for everyone, really. We want to lift people up in this time, in this uncertain hour, and we want to give people hope because that's, that's what Jesus does. Is he brings hope to people. And as, as you go this week from the, or return back to your normal routine, I guess, we want to speak this blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his, shine, his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. That the Lord would lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. He says, I will put my name upon the people and I will bless them. And if nothing changes, we'll see you next week at 1030 for our Sunday service. God bless you.